Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Forest Focus, something a bit different tonight as we do an evening stream, a slightly late starting evening stream, led by your questions. We've got AFCON transfers and, of course, FFP on the agenda for the next 45 minutes to an hour or so in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Greg Mitchell. Evening, Greg, how are you? I'm all right. I'm getting a load of stick in the comments and Steve's not even in there yet, so there's more than one these days, which is worrying. No, Hello, no, everyone. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, people have been occupied the last 10 minutes. Either talking about FFP or when we're going to start on the sweepstake. We were slightly late because of Mark Southerns and some tech problems. Mark, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Anyone who's ever watched anything I've done before knows tech issues follow me around. So it's the first time on this pod, but I'm sure it won't be the last. But yes, I'm okay. Flashy new credits, by the way. Lou Opener. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Let me give a shout out to a uh, listener or viewer, uh, Gabriel McKenna. I said Gabriel then. That's watching too much Arsenal. Gabriel McKenna, a professional animator. Um, so if you want to commission him for anything, because that was really good, it's Angel of Gabe on Twitter. Yeah, very happy with that. Uh, well, before we even get started, I'll give our uh, sponsors plug as well before we get rolling. Uh, the Trent Navigation, as ever, are supporting us. You can watch Forest v Blackpool on Sunday if you're not at the game. Kickoff is at 2pm, but the nav is open from 10am, and then that rolls straight into Arsenal v Liverpool on the big screen outside. So make a day of it for the FA Cup, if you can, down at the navigation. Right, lots of questions um, in already, and we'll try and take some from the live chat as well. Uh, most of them are on FFP. Right, none of us will profess to be experts, but I think we can talk <laughs> around it uh, generally and reflect the, the concerns and worries of the fans. First um, question is, uh, how, should, should, how worried should we be? I fear a points deduction would relegate us. I'll dig out who that's from while Mark gives his take on it. Are you panicked or, or not, Mark? Uh, I'm worried because, um, um, well, the, the tonight's tweet about Shelby doesn't really reassure me much either. Um, I think last couple of, you know, last few windows, we've we've put up with a lot of 
opposing fans or fans from other clubs ribbing us about the number of signings we've made. And, and of course, they immediately jumped to FFP. And I was always like, oh, no, I'm sure I'm sure that's not going to happen. I'm sure we've got that all being tracked and we're going to make sure we don't fall into that trap because it's so obvious that we could fall into that trap by signing loads of players. So I would be absolutely, well, angry is the wrong word, incredibly frustrated if we have fallen into it because you'd like to think that that was... You know, it was a watchword as we were signing all those players. Someone was tracking our progress towards an FFP punishment. I'd like to think that happened, but I'm a little worried that we have we have not tracked it and we've not tracked it correctly and we have made an error and now we've obviously had to bring in an expert and the guy we have brought in is an expert um, to help us navigate through a potential punishment. It didn't didn't reassure me the defense that was put up in some of the articles I've read as in, well, we didn't submit, we submitted accounts that broke FFP, but two months later it was all fine. And the reason why we didn't sell Johnson before that was because we'd have had to accept a lower bid. Well, is that a defense? I'm not so sure. Cause surely it's like, well, you've got to lump it. You just, you've got to take what you can get at that time in order to avoid FFP. So I'm a little bit worried if that is a defense um, I imagine that the punishment may not be 10 points if we do get one, because, OK, perhaps that's what he's been brought in to do, to manage, you know, if there is going to be a punishment to kind of mitigate that and reduce it as much as we can, maybe even down to a fine. I don't know. So I am worried. I was, we wouldn't, if there was nothing wrong, we wouldn't have brought in an expert to help us. So, yeah, it's it's very worrying indeed. Uh, the question, by the way, was from uh, Mark Scothen on Twitter, and Mark uh, Southerns was referring that Shelby story is mm. about a uh, piece in the Guardian tonight saying that Shelby has gone to Turkey on a permanent deal rather than a loan because the club didn't realise they would be breaching the amount of loans uh, out there allowed if they'd let Shelby go. So they uh, terminated his contract effectively, or paid him up, I guess, to send him to Turkey. But Forrest haven't responded to comments for it, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But if it's true, it doesn't necessarily inspire um, confidence in the way it's all it was uh, done. It just uh, speaks to a picture of chaos. So we'll have to wait and see um, the, the facts around that one as they uh, come out in the wash. What about you, Greg? Are you are you fearful for FPL, or are you maintaining a watching brief till January the fourteenth when it's all decided? Uh, it just felt a bit of a, a lazy, not a lazy article. That's probably the wrong thing. A question taken out of context. With the fact that someone was asked, wasn't it? Greg Oram said about one expert got asked who's most at risk. Said it was us based on the amount of players signed. ETC. I saw that online and chose to believe it as well. I find it a bit harsh that suddenly things have changed and your punishments this year. You know, was that in the rules when we were going through all the FFP things? Suddenly they changed them and all these years clubs don't get punished and Man City get the 150 whatever however many charges against them and we may have just breached it but also the breach is like surprised me that if you go one million pound over it's um six points and then is it one point for every five million after that it just seems so ir irregular if that's the word so i'm not that concerned yet because it seems like a bit of a a lazy time of year before the transfer window starts this has been chucked out there and a lot of you know, journalists and fans of other clubs and Twitter especially have jumped on it because they've been waiting for us to fail. Mm. So until this concrete news and statements from the Premier League and stuff like that, for me, it is just a bit of a non-story that's blown out of proportion completely. Um, 
of course we're going to be getting experts in and things like that because we're preparing for stuff just like most of the clubs are but at the minute no I'm not too not too bothered we'll say there's far many other things going on <laughs> we'll see yeah, I suppose we do have to just wait and see. January the 14th is the date. I mean, I spoke to Kieran Maguire a bit last night and he's tweeted again today. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to Brennan and the intricacies and the minutiae around FFP. It's so muddy. It's, it's worse than VAR in terms of lack of clarity around, you know, um, infrastructure investments, academy investments, spreading out player contracts. Like I saw in the Athletics earlier, they referenced the Danilo deal. He spread it out over six, seven years, length of his contract. So none of us have seen the books. None of us are in contact with the Premier League. So I do think we have to wait and see. I think, like Mark said, the thing that worries me a little is we've hired not just a regular accountant, but a top sports lawyer, which kind of makes me think we must be a little bit... Uh, well, we obviously are worried and sailing close to the wind. I suppose it's how close you sail. Uh, yeah, that is the concern for me. Um, let's take another question, because there's lots of FFP questions uh, coming up. In fact, have you got anything else to add, Mark, in, on that? Just well, on just, the fact just, that it's Nick DeMarco. I could see you looking a bit twitchy there. I, I, what surprises me, and this is not just Forest, this is all Premier League clubs, why isn't there an expert at each club to make sure, monitor and track this, to make sure we, clubs avoid it, right? And I'd like to think that when we were allowing all these signings to come in, someone backstage would have gone... Let's get someone assigned to make sure it's their job to make sure we don't breach FFP. Now, you know, we've got set-piece coaches and all the minutiae of studying what it takes to get your players performing on the pitch. Surely backstage, there should also be someone whose job it is to track this, whether it be a specialist accountant on staff. And that's just, you know, I don't hear any other clubs having that. But surely it's got to the point now where it's such a big thing and it's such a factor in, you know, your fortunes if you manage to trip it the points punishment could get you relegated and then millions and millions of at stake. Why aren't Forest and why aren't other clubs taking it more seriously and actually having experts on staff, not just hiring experts in when they think they're in trouble? It just seems a bit bizarre to me, that's all. Uh, one of the questions was uh, Denver Dave on Twitter, um, around, I think I've answered it already, around developments like the Peter Taylor stand, infrastructure developments and FFP calculations. They're exempt from it. So we don't need to worry about that. And obviously COVID was another factor as well. And someone else, uh, Burnside, not Tosh, on Twitter for fans of the bill. Uh, were you too young for that, Greg? I remember the bill, yeah. Good, Good. yeah. Just. <laughs> I remember it, uh, definitely. I know you didn't um, ask me, Matt. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm definitely old enough. Yeah. Uh, why didn't they expect a pay, accept a paid sponsor for the shirt last season if we were staying close to the wind with FFP? You can write off charity, um, charitable sponsorships around FFP as well. But, yeah, I do think it would have been better to get the money in the bank, but the club set their asking price and it wasn't wasn't met so until we you know uh shacked up with the the betting company this season for what is a lot of money i think certainly are you looking to come in there greg you've got your hand poised yeah i just that robber is a genius saying the sports the sports lawyer helped us on toffler obviously i don't mm. know whether that's true but if he did it that's is, yeah. interesting and that gives us a lot of uh confidence because i thought he did an excellent job with him obviously so uh yeah, I just think we're being cautious. Of course, if this story's out there, we've got to be cautious and, you know, get a defence set up ready to go. Because <laughs> there are definitely people out there after us, definitely. One of the... 
last time. Go on, Mark, sorry. I was just going to say, he's got connections to the club going back a bit, actually. I did a bit of investigation into him, and I looked at one of his tweets about six years ago. He's a QPR fan, and he um, basically came to watch QPR play at Forest, and he said he was a guest at Forest of a friend of a client, Nottingham Forest. So he's got a friend. He called Forest a client back then, and he said he had a friend at the club. So I think connections with him go back quite a way. Um, and yeah, he did. He did help the Toffolo case, and he did. He did very well there. So he, he's he's definitely someone who's been around FFP for other clubs, and he's worked with about forty five other clubs. I think his CV says, but he's also got connections to Forest going back quite a while. Yeah, he's one hundred percent the real deal. I was reading up on him last night, and he's like a proper top elite sports lawyer, which you'd expect for a Premier League football club. So Forest are in the best hands here in that sense. Uh, over 400 of you with us for this ill-timed stream, which was arranged not knowing when the darts final was, but good to have so many people on board. Uh, I'll just uh, do the usual plug. Do us a favour, like and subscribe. Uh, help us out. Great to get so many subscribers uh, since we started doing this. So uh, appreciate the support as ever. Another question, sort of fringy. We'll try and branch out from FFP a little bit, but it's still related. Uh, Lee Millwood, someone I used to work with, uh, good lad. Without knowing the FFP complexities, what worries me is the next sellable asset like Johnson is probably going to be MGW. Is constantly selling players like that sustainable to stay in the league? The big six just kills the competitiveness because of it. I suppose, I mean, that's a good point, but also, um, Greg, if we branch the put the Brennan money to one side for last season, does it have a knock-on effect for the coming season in terms of selling players like Wolves had to do? Again, we don't know because we don't know how much of the money is allocated from Brennan's sale to keeping us safe for last season. But I think one of the worries is it has a knock-on effect and we end up having eventually to have some uh, serious sales to keep us in in the league. Are you worried about that, or is it inevitable? Like like Leicester did it. I know you don't like referencing Leicester, but they you know they sold Madison, they sold Maguire, they sold Ben Chilwell. Is it a fact of Premier League life that the big six are always going to be favoured, and we just have to like it and deal with it? Yeah, and they're now in the Championship, aren't they? Which I always like to say. But um, do you know what? The, I thought financial fair play was there to make it a fairer league, and you'd never see any of the top six getting done for it. Do you? It's your Everton's and Forests and like you say, Wolves and, and teams like that. So, you know, going beyond your means, it's just how you can, it seems to be how you can fit all the books without getting caught. It just, it doesn't work. Um, yeah, the saleable assets thing, it is hard. I mean, I my first thought there isn't Morgan Gibbs-White, it's Murillo, just because of how good he's been in such a short space of time, how young he is, how controlled he is on the ball. Um, and I think a lot of us have said, you know, he's not going to be, a forest player in 18 months. So, but that's a positive for me. You know, if we're finding players in for teams that we've never watched play before for 20 million and then suddenly selling them for, for God knows what in two years, that's a positive. That's what we need to be able to do to stay in this league. So yeah, if we if we sell our, our brightest stars for big profit, then that's just the way this game is these days. So I'm I'm okay with that. I suppose the thing is, Mark, how many you sell at one at one time, isn't it? You don't want to have a fire sale one season to you know keep us safe. You don't want to have to sell Gibbs White, Elango, and Murillo in one go. But if you do it one at a time and you build and build, then that is okay, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think the signings of Danilo and Murillo indicate that we've got that in mind. They're both players that have come from the Brazilian market with high potential, very young, previously sought after by. Premier League clubs, certainly in the case of Danilo. 
Um, so I don't think that's by accident. I think that's by design. I think that's, you know, we're every other season we're going to have to sell a 50 to somewhere between 50 to 100 million pound player. This time it was Brennan and maybe next time it'll be one of those two. I hope it's not Morgan Gibbs-White. I think your, your homegrown players, your, you know, the, the, the players that, you know, we, we've bought through the academy. We want to hold on to them. We don't want another Brennan if we can help it. But um, even Morgan Gibbs-White, I think he's a player that came through Wolves' academy, obviously, but he's a player that I want to retain and build the team around. Whereas Danilo and Murillo, while they're fantastic players, they're perhaps players that are in positions where we could replace them for you know a fraction of what we get receive for them. So um, of the three, I would love, I, I would sacrifice one of the two Brazilians if we have to sell next time out, and I think that will be the reality for a few seasons at least. We've got to we've got to have that way of working the way that uh, perhaps Brentford have done in previous seasons, where they sign players of potential, they sell them for big profit, and they build. That's got to be the model. Brighton have done it, obviously, signing young talents in South America. Um, Southampton did it to the extreme and got away with it for a while, but finally didn't get away with it. So that's not the model to follow because, like you said, they sold two or three players at once and in the end it caught up them. So if we're selling one every other season and we're building, then that's the way to go. Yeah, some good comments coming in. You, you referenced Karen there, uh, Liam rightly saying, it is depressing selling your best player every year, obviously, 99% of clubs don't have to do that. I mean, like Spurs managed to hang on to Harry Kane for 10 years before they had to sell him, but there's no way a club of Forest size would have done that. So, yeah, FFP does kind of constrain you, um, plus the realities of football. If you land a player of such high quality, eventually they are going to want to go. A um, couple of players to touch on specifically. Joe Wall, Greg, linked with a move again today. James Nursey, former colleague of mine from The Mirror, saying that Forrest are prepared to sell. I was a bit surprised by that because because we've got players going to AFCON. I thought they'd keep until the summer at least. But again, there's an FFP thing with Jay that it would be pure profit like we saw with Brennan. Uh, what's your take on that? Would you, you, would you want Joe to stay at least until this summer or not? Um, it's tough. If you'd have asked me to, if you'd have asked me in October, I'd have said like definitely keep him. You know, he's been an absolute star for our team for, for many years. Um, Whatever went on for him to be out of the squad, I haven't got a clue, but he is at the he's further back in the pecking order now. And if it is a FFP thing where it is pure profit and he's not going to be playing week in, week out, as as horrible as that is to say, you know, and he's club captain, it isn't an easy one to to go for. But yeah, if he's happy and if he wants to go and play football, you know, every single week, then if what, I mean, what can we realistically get for a player like Joe? Like, is 10 million too much? Or, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a huge amount of money, is it? That's the only other thing. Is it really worth selling him if we're going to end up with a situation like we were with Steve Cook last season, where he didn't make mm. the 25 and then we, a week later we're desperate to keep him? Um, I don't think we should sell him unless there's a, an offer that's going to change things for us books-wise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, well, that was a silly. That was another situation of chaos. The part we had to see Crook mm. out of the scores. I mean, you know, that was crazy. Um... I suppose a complication, Mark, is that Nino, the player we were so strongly linked with uh, from Fluminese, looks like he's going to Zenit St. Petersburg now. So that ready-made replacement isn't coming in. So would that sway you to keep Joe, if at all possible, for longer? Yeah, I mean, the timing's bad with AFCON as well. I mean, what I would say about the Nino situation is we don't know that 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 speculation and that link was made before Nuno came in. And for all we know, Nuno's come in and gone, no, I've got another target and I want them. And that's why we've, mm. and that's why he's gone to Zenit. So you, I can absolutely guarantee that Nuno's arrived with some players that he would want. He, he's not, you know, not without his contacts across the world game. Um, one in particular, as we know. And so I think that he would have come with, an idea and would be seeking some assurance that he would get some of the targets that he would want during this window and the next next two, I imagine, in order to build upon what we've got. He would have his own ideas of the types of players he wants to bring in. And perhaps Nino didn't didn't fit that bill and that's why he's gone to Zenit. Maybe we've you know, called our interest off the back of Nuno being appointed. And I think when it comes to selling Joe, it'll be with that in mind as well. If if Nuno's coming and going, I want these players and I ideally want one or two of them in this window we've got to make moves with players going out to enable that. So I think if we do sell Joe, it'll be a shame because obviously he's you know, been at the club since he was a boy and he's a he's club captain, etc. And he's done great things for us in the past and was a key figure getting us up. But if that facilitates Nuno bringing in his own players, then we've got to back that, I think. Um, you mentioned AFCON there. I know you'll have researched this for FPL. I think I'm right in saying that if players go all the way, they'll basically miss... Four game weeks, so we're Possibly talking five. Like, yeah, yeah. An Ivory Coast, um, who Sangare plays for, and Willie Bolly would be among the favourites. Ola Aina for Nigeria, um, you know, obviously one of the biggest African nations football wise. They're the main three that um, are hitting us because obviously it looks like Taiwo is not going. Has Afcon become a big concern now? Oh, Nia Kate as well, of course, with Senegal. I mean, these are players from big African nations, Mark. Three of them defenders, one of them who could have been our midfield linchpin. I wasn't so worried a while ago, but um, I, I probably am a bit more twitchy about it now. Should we be more concerned about AFCON with how much it's hitting for us compared to other Premier League clubs? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, defensively it's the worry, isn't it? I mean, I've, I don't think, um, you know, Sengari was out the side and come came back in against Newcastle, but he's yet to re-establish himself, should we say, under Nuno. So that, that's perhaps not a major loss. And we've got players who can cover in that position, I think. 
centre backs like we're looking very thin. You know, if Joe's on his way out, we've got to think that are we going to play him over this period or are we going to protect him because we're we're trying to you know manufacture that move? And presumably, if we do sell Joe, someone comes in, but they're not going to come in in time to you know plug the gap. I don't think so. Then we've got to get Felipe fit, and how reliable is his fitness? So we're we're in trouble at the back for sure. I hope that we can find a way to navigate through it. And I hope, obviously, that the likes of Niakati and Bolly come back sooner than the four or five games that it could be. Yeah, yeah. Felipe feels like a key one. And Omobamadeli as well. He was linked to the low move out. It seems a bit mm. strange that we potentially would leave ourselves that short. Maybe this Nino situation has been sprung upon them. But like you say, Nuno could have looked at it and said, no, thanks. Or we could have someone waiting to come in. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, what about you, Greg? I missed um, Serge Aurier as well out of that list, but he's a bit more down the pecking order. Are you a bit panicked about it? Um, he's, what is it? It's probably only two starters, isn't it? It's just not having the options on the bench as well. And that's what I've felt so much more comfortable with this season, having a much stronger bench. Um, so, yeah, it's sad, sad for the players, but you want them home as, as soon as possible. I think Taiwo, not I kept thinking Taiwo's gonna get himself fit for it. So delighted he's on the mend is the main thing, but excellent that he's he's not going. It's a sensible decision. And of course these players want to play in the for the country and second biggest stage for them. So um yeah, I delighted Taiwo's just gonna stay here and keep fit. But um we'll be all right. There's a there's a lot of clubs that are, are losing players with yeah, we're losing the most, but most teams are going to be uh, down a bit on it. So it's just one of those things. We've known it all season. It's coming. Uh, now it's here. We'll be all right. Luckily, a defence isn't that knocked up this time. So, uh, yeah, we'll be OK. It was noted in the comments as well. I should have said about Danilo and Murillo for Brazil under-23s, but they haven't named their squad yet, have they, Mark? Have you seen that? No. No, I had a look at that, and they first planned the 23rd. I think they played Bolivia. This is the Olympic qualifiers, right? So mm. the squad hasn't been named as yet, but I think both Murillo and Danilo do qualify because you have to be, I think, uh, 21 on January the 1st, 2011 or something like that. It's um, They just about sneak in, both of them. So... Um, yeah, it, that that would be a blow if we did lose those. But as I say, Brazil haven't named their squad yet. No, Murillo would be the biggest one, really. Mm. I know Danilo's coming to the side and done really well, but we have a bit more a bit more depth in midfield with you know Yates and Dominguez and Mangala who are perfectly ready made three. So yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Sort of leads us into another question from Andrea Wicks um, asking: out of the on out of the outer contract players, which would you keep? So the list of out of contract players are. Um, Ethan Horvath, Wayne Hennessy, Scott McKenna, Serge Aurier, uh, Olerena, Willy Bolly, Felipe Tecoyate, uh, and of course Harry Arter. And then the loans, uh, Andre Santos, who's gone back today, and we'll discuss that in a second, uh, Montiel, Origi, and Tavares. So those are players who would leave at the end of the season. Are there any players on that list, Greg, that you would want to retain? Um I had it up earlier and it's gone. Uh, I was surprised there wasn't bigger names on that list to say how many there were. Um, Kuyate, has been all right, hasn't he? I mean, Aurier, maybe if we can, if it's financial fair play, he's going to probably have to take a wage drop to get a, to get another year and uh, depends who else wants them, doesn't it? You know, with the Saudi yeah. leagues there and he's probably at that age now where he's looking for one last payday. Um so yeah, there's there's none on there. 
that you're desperate to keep at least this time around where it's usually the case that there are. So, yeah, we'll just have to see with that. Yeah, I mean, Olorena was the only one for me, Mark, mm. that I'd be really thinking, yeah, yes, please. He's come back in and done well. Will he bolly maybe, but he's a, a veteran. I mean, <laughs> unless you're going to say Harry Arter to me, are you shaking hands with all those players apart from maybe Olorena? Yeah, I think Aina and Bolly would be my choice as well. I mean, obviously Nuno knows Bolly and trusts him, so I imagine that might play a part in us trying to keep him for another season. I think he's got another season on the top flight in him, definitely. Mm. He's been really good this season for us early. Even when we were struggling, he was a standout, wasn't he? So I'd like to keep Bolly because he's excellent cover. He's a dominant centre-back in the air, and you still need that in the Premier League, despite you know a lot of it being more technical now. You still need a dominant centre-back. And uh, Ole Aino, I think he's, he's versatility for me. He played right and left. He's really comfortable on the ball. Nuno likes technicians. It's no surprise that he's played Montiel and, and Aina because they're both really comfortable on the ball. They're both uh, resistant to a press. So I think that he'll want to keep Aina as well. So those two for me. And Montiel, it seems Nuno likes him and he's done exceptionally well in the two games you've seen him. I don't count the previous game because he had a nightmare in that. And, you know, I, I don't know how he's come on so much in that that short gap, but he looks now like he's going to be a regular under Nuno. So I think at the end of the season, I mean, we will trigger. I think there's a clause after a number of games that we trigger anyway. So it'd be really interesting yeah. to see if that is a factor in his selection going forward. I think Nuno will want him, though. Yeah, I mean, I would be in favour. It's an £8 million fee as well, which seems good value for a player in his mid-20s who's come in and looks looks a different player. So, yeah, Montiel for me. What about, obviously, Andre Santos has gone back, Greg. Uh, Tavares and Origi, could they go for you as well? Yeah, I mean, Origi, we haven't seen anything, have we? You know, he's come on, has he even started for us? So, the the money there is is too much for for what we're getting out of him at the minute. So he he has to go for sure, to be honest. Unless something drastic happens in the next few games or or what have you, he's, he's not shown it at all, has he? No, no. Well, I mean, he started, <laughs> he started Fulham, didn't he? And then, um, which was a disaster. He started Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth got, yeah. yeah, and he was unfortunate um, to be the sacrificial lamb. But yeah, um, 500 of you watching, which is great, do like and subscribe. Uh, if you can, as a quick second plug there. Andre Santos, Mark. I think on paper it might be one that we look to regret but uh, because he's obviously a good player. But how do, how would we get him in the team? Is it one where it might look bad in a few years, but actually in the current circumstances, Forrest did what was right for the setup that they have? I think you'd put money on it looking bad in a few years, wouldn't you? Because I, I remember when he arrived, I did a bit of a search. Obviously, he hit YouTube and had a look and... Um, read a few articles and read a few forums that Chelsea fans are on about him. And yeah, he, he, he run, I think he won player of the tournament for Brazil and the under 23 tournament and captained them. And, you know, he massive things are expected of him. So I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't see anything of him at all. We played in the Carabao cup tie. That's about it, wasn't it? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, odds would suggest that he's going to be a player in the future and that he'll end up, playing for good sides, but he's just not ready for us. And I guess it was it was our situation, right? And when you're um when you're struggling, when you're looking to get results, when perhaps you, you know you're not playing at your fluid best and he's perhaps not a player you turn to. But uh, in a side that's confident and you know and flying high and challenging for top six, then perhaps he's going to flourish. So it just wasn't the right time for him. There's no doubt he's a talent and it just wasn't for us at this moment. 
Uh, we've got one more question on the list. So if anyone have got any um, specific questions we haven't covered yet, maybe drop them in after the next minute or so, and I'll start uh, filtering through them. The last question that we've got is from um, FPL Joe. I think his real name is Joe Need. I think we met him, Mark, didn't we? Well, I've met him a couple of times, but we met him at the FPL meetup, a good lad. Um, he was asking around, have we missed a trick? Uh, and should we be investing in championship players? I think he mentioned, you know, Jokeres, João Pedro tearing up for Brighton this season. Uh, I had a quick look, and there are good players at that level, obviously. Jack Clark, uh, Somerville at Leeds, um, Morgan Whitaker at Plymouth is 22 and got 13 goals and nine assists. Do you think, Greg, that you know, we can sometimes get a bit distracted by Jesse Lingard type names and we, we are you know, making some gaffes in the market? Uh, it worked with Toffolo, didn't it? Um, but who else have we had? Bowler from mm. from Blackpool. That's he's probably never going to play for us again, is he? Um, the the step up, as we know, is that massive. I think they've really got to be a a shining star or a player that's been relegated from the Premier League. You know, Bamford or someone like that. It's t- it's tough. Peterborough used to used to have like a, a just a, a a line of players coming out, didn't they? But um, I'd rather go to South America. We seem to have a lot more uh, joy in South America at the minute, and we've clearly got the scouts out there. Um, mm. So, yeah. And the problem is, as well, English players are so expensive if they are going to be English from the championship. Um, so, yeah, it might work, but we won't be the only other club looking at the players because they, we see them every week. Um, Mark in the comments mentions Morgan Whitaker did start his career at Derby, but yeah, you know, some, sometimes you can look past that. I don't know. Um, Jack Clark and Somerville will be the ones for me, mm. Mark, especially Jack Clark. Yeah, having seen a lot of him, he looks an absolute mega talent who's got back to you know he had a rough time at Spurs. Uh, do you think we should be looking at that sort of player much more? Yeah, I think it's a shame that we didn't look at him previously. He was, I mean, Spurs signed him, didn't they? Then he didn't get any minutes there, and they let him go. And I was surprised that Sunderland were able to pick him up. And um, yeah, he, he's done what what Spurs bought him for. They they saw the potential there. So I think a Premier League club are going to move for him again. I'd, I'd love it to be us. I, I think that he's a talent that could thrive in the Premier League again. You're not going to get instant rewards. It's like Greg says, it's a big jump, right? So you're 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 making an investment, and and you you expect to see returns eventually, but it's not going to have an instant impact on your side. Um, so it wouldn't be like the priority signing, but if we've got the luxury of signing a couple of players who are prospects like Danilo and Murillo, then the championship's not a bad market to look at. But again, you know, you, the odds on you finding a hundred million pound worth of centre back, which is probably what we've got in Murillo, you're not going to do that in the championship. So it's there's degrees of uh, of return, isn't there? That you get for every for every one gem, there's probably fifty players that you draw out the championship that don't work out. So you've got to get your scouting absolutely right. You've got to get your judgment of character absolutely right. Um, I think, you know, I trust Nuno and his staff that they'll be looking at that. Um, you know, he's been in that division before. He knows there's talent there. But I think as the years have gone by, that step up has got bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's harder now to find that talent that you used to be able to and have it translate directly to the Premier League. Uh, last shout for questions if people want to drop them in. Uh, Alex mentions Willie Donto as well, uh, who seems to be out of the picture at Leeds. Go on, Greg, you wanted to come in there, sorry. No, I was just going to ask in the comments what the dart score was, and Greg or just read my mind. No, no spoiler, no spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm not I won't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I won't put it up. Don't worry. Uh, there was someone asked. I think it was Alex. Is it time to sell players with six months left on their contract, like Czech Koyate um, and the players we listed earlier, Aurier, someone like that? I suppose, Greg, we could do that maybe to Saudi and they pay inflated fees. But otherwise, it's hard to, you know, it's a hard market to work in, isn't it? We're not we're not dealing at the right time, really. You want to do it in the summer when you can, ideally. Yeah, January is the desperation market, isn't it? You know, if if everyone knows we need a striker, we're spending absolute top dollar for a striker, aren't we? Unless it's a, a last day carnage thing, which we're quite good at at the minute. Um, yeah. And selling players as well, you know, the, the players we're selling aren't no use for us. So they're going to a, a lower league or the Saudi thing. That's not going to last forever, is it? Because they're watching that closer than ever now. If anything inflated's going on, um, maybe Olympiacos. <laughs> we've, we've just got, <laughs> we've got to be uh, clever with it one way or another. Yeah. Uh, Paul in the comments asking about how far off is a one year. I think he already is like two to three weeks off proper training or something like that. And we obviously only have one game in January in the Premier League, or maybe we have two, the second one's right at the end. So I think maybe February, which will be ahead of schedule, we might see a bit of him. But again, I, you know, I think you have to look after him with kid gloves for probably the rest of this season. Um, a couple of questions around goalkeepers, Mark. Um, Newcastle in for De Gea. Uh, would you take him? Well, I think I would, yeah. And um, about um, Gregor, is Navas a genuine option? Genuine option? Would Ramsdale come to us? I mean, there's not too many clubs for goalies to go to because, you know, there's only one spot in the team. So, you know, Ramsdale might look at us and think, well, I'm not going to get a game anywhere else. But are there any names that leap out to you? Or are you going to tell me that we should be still playing Matt Turner or Vakodimos? Well, either of you, either I should have said. Uh, Well, I'll go then. Um, We need a goalkeeper. Ramsdale isn't an option from what I I read earlier. I think it was in the mirror saying that he's going to stay put for the season now. Naves was good for us. He's better than what we've got at the minute. Um, 37 and on big wages. Maybe he's not the only goalkeeper out there that would be good. I'd sweep him for Samba still, see if we can drag him back to his... uh, to his most loved club. Uh, there's plenty of goalkeepers out there and good goalkeepers. You know, we saw it with Henderson, uh, top players. And like you say, there's only one team that, that there's only one uh, position for a goalkeeper. And there's usually two of them in the squad that are very, very good. Um, so we definitely need a goalkeeper. But again, the financial fair play stuff, we just don't know what we're going to be able to do yet. When does the yeah. transfer window open? It's open now. So yeah, it closes until the end of January. So, yeah, so we can. A few no, clubs no have made a few deals. Really. Not big deals, no, because mm. clubs are waiting to see, aren't they? I mean, like Greg says, Mark, we've already got four senior goalkeepers on. Hennessy's probably on decent money. But uh, what's your take on the general situation with the keepers? Yeah, got to get one. And and getting a keeper on loan shouldn't be difficult. That should be an option for us. Um, I'd, I'd take Navas back, I think. I think that, yeah, he, he wasn't... Um, perfect he made some errors but i just think the aura of confidence that he, he gave off made the defense a better defense and 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 that's what turner doesn't give us i don't i don't give i don't think the, the the back four have that aura of confidence from him and and certainly when crosses come in and when there's a 50 50 i worry about you know i worry about turner um his shot stopping seems to be okay a little bit unconventional but it, it's just he doesn't seem assured and i think you need that 
and Navas bought that straight away. I mean, that that debut he had against Everton was just outstanding. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take him back for sure. But there were others out there. Greg's right. I mean, it's the one position that you normally have players sitting on the bench week in, week out, where you can make a loan move, either for a youngster looking to prove himself or for an experienced goalkeeper who's, who's been who's been relegated to the bench uh, and used as a squad player. So I'd be very surprised and very disappointed if we didn't weren't able to bring a keeper in on loan. Mm-hmm. I haven't totally written off Lukodimos because of his pedigree. He's played so mm. much Champions League football and um, international football. I kind of feel like I want to see another. I've, I'm surprised Nuno didn't pick him ahead of Turner because Vlacodimos hasn't exactly been throwing them in his own net. Um, and Turner seems to have these big errors in him. So it's interesting team selection. And he's come out after the game and backed him. But obviously, every manager is going to do that. He's not going to come out and throw Turner under the bus. So it's going to be an important decision for the keeper, um, the manager to make um, around him. Uh, Paul asks about a good place to get beers and watch football near the city grounds. I hear the Trent navigation is decent, so thanks for that open goal, Paul. Uh, let's just have a quick flick through. There was another couple uh, I saw. Someone was asking about what kind of team we should play against Blackpool. Are you going full tilt, Greg, um, or are you playing a few academy players? Obviously, we got our, got our fingers burned against the same team last year. Uh, we play players that we might need that not necessarily have been playing, say. Uh, the likes of Jay Worrell, start him, you know, because he, he might be critical for us in the next few weeks. Um, the good the good thing about our squad these days is there's not a, a massive difference between the first 11 and the 11 that had come in. So I'd love to see a change. I'd love to see some players we've not really seen yet that could get us excited. I mean, but we only have to look at what happened against Blackpool last season. <laughs> Got destroyed by them, didn't we? And I think... Oh, but a sold-out city ground for the FA Cup third round is just incredible, by the way. I mean, how different this this club is these days. It's just fantastic. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that crowd are going to want to see a win and they're going to want to see a convincing win. And and it should be, no matter what 11 we put out. And I really hope that these players that haven't been getting the game time absolutely take this opportunity because a good cup run for them could change the careers for some of them. Mm. I mean, I suppose Vakodimos is one of the, the obvious names, yeah. and because it's at home, I think I'd be confident we should we should win the game. I mean, oh, do, no due disrespect to Blackpool, they did get relegated to League One. They're not a Championship team anymore. Um, would it change your opinion, Mark? If say, let's say Origi comes in and bangs in a hat trick, would it make any difference to your take on him or any other player that we haven't seen too much of? I think it's in, interesting. Well, then Nuno picked Origi for, in his first lineup, and he played him out wide. Um, mm. which suggests to me that he doesn't see him as a solution down the middle necessarily. Um, it also suggests that we'll probably sign a wide player in this window as well, because I think he wants pace both right and left, and we need cover for a Langan hudson Adoy. So I don't think he sees Origi as a solution, um, but he recognises he's got some talent. But I think, yeah, I'd like to see him get some minutes. It'd be great to see him get a goal for Forrest, because like Greg says, we haven't seen anything from him. Um, I think we need we want to win because it's momentum, right? We just we've won back to back games in the Premier League, so winning in the FA Cup is actually quite important, not just to progress, but also to keep this momentum going into the Brentford game, which is is a really important game. So um, I'd be keen for us to put a strong side out so that we keep that going. I don't think there's any reason not to. Um, we have to be careful with the Afcon absentees that you know if Toffolo gets injured, suddenly we've got a problem. We'd have to play Montiel 
left back and then there'll be a problem at right back. I guess we play Nico there. So just have to be mindful that, you know, we risk players where we've got some depth to back them up if we did pick up a knock, but put out a strong side, keep the momentum rolling. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd like to see them maybe an academy player on the bench, but I don't think there's a necessity, or a couple on the bench, but not, I don't think there's a necessity to start them, particularly because our squad is is stronger. Uh, there was a question about Emmanuel Dennis and other lone players, which Shelby potentially doesn't fit into now. Uh, would you recall them um, now we've got a different manager in? Uh, oh, yeah, from Chris here. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, Greg, he's done almost nothing in Turkey. Um, he's had a pretty terrible time. But he did get four um, goal involvements in six starts for us last season. Different managers come in. Could we see better from him or have we uh, kind of washed our hands of Emmanuel Dennis now? I think he'd be the last the last option of, of all the options for me. I mean, um, if Chris Wood got injured next game and, you know, then you're thinking, God, how do we how do we get them back? It, it can be recorded, I take it. So possibly, and never say never, but I wouldn't be excited to to see Dennis come back. We, we saw enough of him to know that he, he wasn't going to be, um, you know, much of a game changer for us. So, yeah, that would be, be a disappointing one for me if he did come back. I think he plays best from the left as well, Mark. We've already got Hudson-Odoi and Ilanga. I mean, he can play from the right or through the middle, but he doesn't feel the answer to me. I think he's one that you try and move on, for, you know, for FFP, as we've said already repeatedly. Yeah, it's a shame. When he came to the club, I was quite excited about his signing. Um, I was a bit worried because there was lots of rumours that it wasn't a Cooper signing, and perhaps it wasn't. And there was also talk of him being, a, you know, a bit of a dissenter in, in the in in the Watford dressing room as well. So he arrived under a bit of a cloud, a little bit of concern, and he didn't deliver on the pitch. But when he was at Watford, he he looked a very good player, and and certainly one that could step up from that to maybe a mid-table or even a you know top ten side. Didn't really produce for us. Um, the one thing I would say is he probably does fit the profile of the kind of player that Nuno is looking for, though, a, a, an attacker who can play wide or play more narrow, and he can do exactly that. So he fits the profile. It's, it, you know, I whatever Nuno, I'd like to think Nuno would have an influence here, whatever he would decide I'd go with. I think there is a player there still, um, but it, there's there's question marks over his character and whether he'd want to come back in his application. He was never he never struck me as a team player, so he didn't fit Cooper's ethos, did he? Whereas if Nuno perhaps gave him a license to do his thing without any tracking back and so on, perhaps it, we'd get something out of him. But I don't see it either, but I think there's still a player there. Yeah, yeah, I think there, there is. Um, he didn't fit Cooper's style at all. But I've seen under Nuno, you know, we get our fullbacks high, but they do work back the wingers to support them in anger. Mm. And Hudson, you know, Hudson Adore was defending well against um, Bournemouth. He was sort of playing a wing back role. So, yeah, he doesn't really um, fit for me. Right. Uh, I think we'll probably leave the questions there unless anything particularly uh, amazing drops in in the next couple of minutes. Uh, I've got a task for Mark. Um, uh, <laughs> so, we yeah. had a message um, from Jan, who's a regular listener, saying that his mate, uh, Rich Rose, you know him, Greg. I think he might be uh, someone that you might have heard of. If it's an East Leak guy, then I do. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Rich is a big Reds fan, and he has been hospitalised with a stroke over Christmas. So, mm. uh, you know, get well soon, Rich, obviously. He's also a big FPL player. So 
We've got one of the foremost experts in the world to give their take on FPL. And me. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'll, yeah, obviously we've got yeah the greatest of the player out there in Greg Mitchell. But I did say to Jan that to try and cheer Mark up, um, Rich up, I would get Mark to have a quick look at his team. So if you don't play FPL, just bear with us for two minutes and we'll come back for any other questions if there are any. So, Mark, I sent you the team, but I'll put yeah. it up. Um, it's a good team. So th- it is a good team. So Rich has already taken a minus four and used three transfers because he's got time on his hands while he recuperates in Leicester General with Leicester fans. And I had the same experience a week in Leicester General, so I can uh, empathise with that. I'll just read out his team really quickly for people who are listening uh, not watching. Ariola in goal, Porro, Saliba, Colwell and Alexander-Arnold uh, are back four. Saka Palmer, Anthony Langer and Richarlison. And then Chris Woods and Ollie Watkins up front. Dubravka, Gordon, Gahey and Archer on the bench. So uh, no Haaland, no Salah, no Sonic. Already got that sorted. Mm. Any longer term tips for Rich? And anyone who plays FBL who's watching this uh, with a bit of planning ahead? What what do we need to be doing? Yeah, it's, game it's tricky. It's tricky because he's got a very good team. Obviously, he hasn't got any of the heavy hitters. So he's got to make plans for Haaland and Salah to come back in. Um, now, the reason why Haaland and Salah could be important as well is both City and Liverpool will will have double game weeks at some point. That's a, a game week where they have two fixtures and therefore potential for double the points. So, he, he I, you know, he's got 14.6, I think you said, in the bank. He, he's he's basically got to have a plan to get Haaland back probably for game week 21, if not game week 22, um, and also have a plan there to get Salah in eventually when he comes back from AFCON. Uh, and just be mindful that City and Liverpool are both going to have double game weeks to come. Luton as well. Um, so Alfie Doughty could be a player that he looks to get in, um, I would say, for either Gahey or for Colwell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, i tell you what, if you give him my uh, email address, I'll give him some game week tips over the next few weeks, uh, if he likes, because there's not too much I can say right now without having more conversation with him. But I'm happy to help him out over the next few weeks, if that helps cheer him up. Hopefully it's debatable. So. <laughs> what, what, just quickly, while we've got you, then what about captaincy for this coming game mm. week? Because if Haaland is out or not even guaranteed to play, then it's it's a good debate. I'd get it on Palmer probably myself. Yeah. Um, Trent at Bournemouth, I don't see a clean sheet there. Um, and defensively, Bournemouth have improved as well. So I think Liverpool concede there. So you're banking on Trent returns. Palmer on penalties looked magic against Luton, didn't he? Um, Fulham's defence, they're missing Bassey because he go, he's gone to AFCON. So that's disruption. I think Diop's going to come back in. He didn't look too clever when he was playing. I'd go Palmer captain. He's my captain at the moment, although, yeah, I'll probably make a change. That's um, me about the captain, Matt. Go on, I was going to say, any tips from your, your words well, of wisdom be, there? This could be Maverick, though, Greg. Well, yeah. do you know at the very start of the the football season you had to ask us for our predictions and i predicted brentford to be going down mm. <laughs> uh, that's not looking that out of character now so i'd captain chris wood against brentford um and also if it is the rich rose i know uh make sure he doesn't send it his brother or the tips because i think his brother's a leicester fan if i remember right so <laughs> <laughs> hello to them <laughs> I do have Chris Wood, and he's not not the worst shout, although I don't think I'll be going there myself. Right, it doesn't look like we've had any um, particular further questions, so we'll probably leave it there. Any other business, Greg, before we depart? Uh, I keep promising to shout out some bands, uh, so I have got some lined up for next week, but 
Just quickly, uh, there's a band called Stuart Pierce. They've got a new video out for their new song, and it's brilliant. It's so good. So uh, check that out, and then uh, have a look, see if you can name any of the old players in there, because it's a fantastic video. And just get your tickets for Beat the Streets at the end of this month. It's Sunday 28th of January. Uh, it's a fantastic cause. Helps the homeless in Nottingham. Loads of live venues. Just It's just a brilliant day. We do it every year. And it's not expensive either. So uh, if you love your live music, get into Nottingham and watch that. Mark, anything you want to plug? Any well, final words? Just on music. Are we happy with the quo? Are we all right with that? Because oh, I, I, like I, I miss Depeche Mode being a music snob myself. So that yeah, really... but we can't. You've got I to know, let it lie, I haven't I... we? I, I thought it was a great choice. Yeah, I, 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 at first I didn't. I was like, "Why have they got?" And then I realised, obviously, the Cooper connotations. But I, I think it's a shame because I, mm. I did like hearing that when we won a game. And when walking all over the world came, I was like, "Oh, I went with it, obviously, because <laughs> we were very happy." And I, I mean, Rick Parfitt's son is a Forest fan, mm. and yeah, I saw that. Mm. So fair enough. But I, I think the jury's still out for some. I wanted to ask Matt and Greg what you thought. Obviously, Greg, you're a fan, are you? Uh, I was a fan against Man United. They could have played absolutely anything <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they've played it at Panthers for years, haven't they? I loved how it rattled the Arsenal fans trying to claim it was their song and classic Arsenal fans, really. But um, yeah, we'll think of something else, won't we? We're going to win enough games, that's for sure. So we're going to need some music. I liked it. I don't know. Because yeah. everyone, obviously, it's a chant, isn't it? Everyone chants along to it. And... It fit the mood, so and like you said, we couldn't have Depeche Mode. So I was on board, but what else could we play? You can't no. play you've lost that loving feeling or anything like that, can you? No, it it certainly spans all the demographic. There was some, you know, all the age groups were, were were singing it and so on. So it does a job there as well. So maybe I, you know, maybe I haven't got a case, but I'd I'd like to think there was still there was still you know the hump was still on, but maybe not. Yeah, freed from desire was a Wembley thing, wasn't it? Mm, as well? I wouldn't yeah. go back to that. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right, well, I think we shall leave it there. Um, back, well, I'll do something tomorrow, uh, some kind of video on transfers, maybe, something like that. Stop putting dart scores in the comments. No, I'm, I'm getting excited now. It's going to be a late <laughs> night. No spoilers. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, oh, no spoilers. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, then we're back on Friday with um, Temps and Mikey. We'll look ahead to the weekend and any other news that's coming up, and we'll talk about how we're going to win the FA Cup, hopefully. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us. Very much appreciated. Do like and subscribe if you can. As I always say, it does help, and I uh, really appreciate it. Good to get over 5,000 subscribers. The quest for, I don't know, 20,000 starts now or something like that. Uh, Greg, thank you very much. Cheers, I enjoyed that. Cheers, both. Mark, thank you very much. Yeah, no, thanks. Good to be on one with Greg at last. And thanks, Matt. And uh, I'm still waiting for a mug. I've got a football mug here, but are you going to get those sent out? I know you were oh, slugging them last gosh. time. Three years. <laughs> Three years minimum. I'm going to mention it every time. <laughs> well, we did. My missus did start looking. Um, she designed a mug and then we it was like, didn't realise she got it from an American website. And uh, oh, the individual cost was like, 12 quid a mug that you get from a British from a British website. Um, but then she, she said, you've got to get it so they can be delivered by the company, not by you, because you'll never post them. Greg's doing a DIY job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can do about a thousand of those, and yeah, we'll charge Have you got that, penalty yeah. takers on the other side there, Greg, as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear. Right, we can, yeah, hopefully we need that at Wembley. FA Cup mm. final, penalty shootout, that'd be good. Thanks very much, everyone. We shall be uh, back tomorrow. Go enjoy the darts if you're not watching it. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, it was an ill-timed stream, but we do appreciate having so many with us. And we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.